yes, he could be vicious in the sack. Oh, let's let's stop me, people! Tell me to stop. Oh, oh, try. <laughs> Thing ever. I don't think we're gonna top it. No, we're not. This it is, is a the... 1995 version of Pride and Prejudice, uh, written by Andrew Davis. Yes. Magnificent. Magnificent cast, magnificent costume, Magnificent writing. Darcy. Magnificent Darcy. Everything is so good <laughs> and beautiful. In the last episode, we were trying to be kind. Well, we weren't trying. We liked the movie, but... Yes. Now that we're watching the 1995 uh, BBC TV show, oh, what a beauty. I think it's beyond beauty. It's just so perfect and exciting. And it gets you really, really excited about the book, actually. You do feel like, oh my god, I, I'd like to go and uh, read a, a bit of uh, a go few more the... scenes. Yeah, yeah, go through it again. Which the other one, frankly, did not. As beautiful as it was. And we might be harsh in our comparison. Just a few heads up. <laughs> Okay, so uh, it it was it wasn't as uh, faithful to the book in some uh, in some ways. So the opening scene was very different. No, no, they took some liberties, but good liberties. Yeah, but Not liberties good. like uh, showing showing off short hair and, and uh, uh, Lady Catherine de Bourgh bursting bursting at three in the morning. Yeah, I don't know why I decides three in the morning, but anyway, it's in the middle of the night. <laughs> Makes no sense. Here are the liberties they took. There's a reason for it yes. for everything. So uh, we saw this interview, uh, Andrew Davis talking about the, his choice of opening with the two men alone. Mm. And I was quite surprised because I didn't know that, that Jane Austen didn't write scenes for men alone. Very fascinating, but understandable, because as she said, she's never been in a, in a situation like that, so she wouldn't know what, what to they write. Talk about, what they talk about, yes. What men are. <laughs> So just seeing them through women's eyes is more logical in her case. Yes, and I think that's what, what makes her very marvelous. Yeah, but in this, uh, his choice of doing that, of uh, creating the scene mm. of Darcy and Bingley uh, visiting or at looking at uh, Netherfield from afar, yes. uh, is, well, first of all, we see Netherfield, and also the relationship between Darcy and Bingley. Yes, it's true. It's very well illustrated that they do suit each other as friends. In temperament. Yes. And also, as soon as Darcy says, all right, you can take it, Bingley says, I'll talk to the attorney. <laughs> it's true. Which makes sense later on when Darcy advises him on marriage matters. And he takes his advice. And Bingley listens. This is the dynamic. This is the dynamic. I think Bingley is very, very trusting towards Darcy. And Darcy is a good, faithful friend. This is illustrated again and again. And he's older. And he's, yes, Seems he's older. older. Right? Uh, Bingley is uh, 23 years old at the start. So oh. he's a baby, basically. Yeah. So um, here, I love it. Because as a writer, what they did is like expose and explain, show us. Not really mm. explain, but show us just from one small exchange what the relationship is. Because you remember, I was quite surprised by Darcy meddling in um, Bingley's affairs and giving him marriage advice and all that. But here... You see that this is the relationship. Excuse me, you were not surprised. You were outraged. I'm, I'm always outraged. I don't know. I am the, I am the indignant type. Um, what did you think of uh, Bingley here? I love this version of Bingley. I absolutely adore him. And Perfect, like, right? Yes. 
Uh, unlike the version of 2005 where he was a bit of silly, bumbling boy, here he's, uh, he's, he's got his act together, he's witty, he has good uh, replies. He is actually an amiable young man, Just as uh, per, the, uh, yes, per the parameter of the time. I liked him very much, uh, even his uh, face and figure. Darcy. Darcy. Oh, I mean, what are we gonna say? Let's establish it from the get-go. Everybody got the hots for Mr. Darcy. Uh-huh. The team got the hots for Mr. Darcy, apparently. <laughs> Andrew Davis. Had the hots for Mr. Darcy. <laughs> as do we. And as does our audience, I'm quite sure. Of course, no, it was is the best Mr. Darcy. Although we did say about the 2005 movie. Yes, he was magnificent that, too. Uh, Matthew, Matthew McFadden. Fadian, mm. I forgot Fadian. his name. Uh, he's great. We talked about the softness in his face. Now, what, this, what does this uh, version of uh, Darcy bring to the table? More glowering, menacing presence. Oh, as Andrew Davis said, a bit, a bit of a shiver of excitement and danger in women. Oh, so it's all towards yes. women. So, yeah, a bit of... Uh... Uh, I wanted to say, honey, not only women, look at yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting shivery. <laughs> all of them were. So Now, the opening scene was different. How we meet the Bennets, what do you think of that? It was different. How do we... Well, first of all, their uh, estate. I mean, their estate, yeah, yes, I yes. should say estate yeah. because it's a, their house in itself. Yes. It's so different from the movie, because from the book, it's difficult to picture things. I'm not sure there is many descriptions of the house. Of, I don't think there are. No, I don't think so. When you see the, the movie version, mm. the house is dirty, is messy. No, I don't know about the dirt, like uh, oh. wood cleanliness standards. They're so different now, so dirty walls would have been all right then. I'm not I don't sure. think I don't so. think so. At all. They were so dirty, I felt a longing to scrub them. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> You're a Monica now. <laughs> Just take a bucket and go there. <laughs> so here, in this TV show, the house is impossible. It is. It's a nice house, as it should be. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, well, yeah, we talk about the family, mm. how the exposition is done so well, uh, how we meet all the characters at once, mm. but and it's also chaos because it's a house of chaos, apparently. <laughs> Mrs. Bennet is there, of course, it's a house of okay, kids. So she brings chaos with her, but not in the same way as in, uh, as in the movie. At all. No silliness here. It's actually what exactly what we said. The silliness yeah. is limited to three people in the house. The three children. The three children, the mother and her two daughters. <laughs> Lydia and Kitty. Um, Mary is uh, more of the cliched Mary. But I like but her. But very pontificated and with a severe expression of superiority. Yeah, like and she's exactly as... Should be the future Mrs. Collins, obviously. Yes, why wouldn't you do that? I preferred the film's version of Mary. I like this one better because it's more faithful. Yeah, but you know, the glasses yeah. and the pimples, what I said last time, I... Uh... But she is said to be less pretty. This is all her problem. All, everything stems for this. She's uh, surrounded by prettier sisters. More exuberant. No, no, it didn't bother me that much. Yes. I just prefer the other Mary because she's not the ugly... The archetype. The the archetype of ugly. Mm. She's austere and all of that. That's why she doesn't mingle, she doesn't like dancing. That's understandable, yeah, and some people don't. And for a woman in that time... Uh, she just would have been deprived of meeting anyone if she's if she didn't like parties, she didn't yes. like dinner parties, didn't like dances, balls, all that. But that's not Mary. Mary, uh, you feel there's a longing for these kind of things, but she just doesn't yeah. know, and she isn't pretty enough, and she doesn't have the right attitude. And here it shows very well. It shows. Very you do well. feel a sense of uh, why not me? 
It broke my heart. It's really hard to find anything wrong with this version. Very hard. We should maybe, you know, inverse things. What? Let's find what's wrong with this version. Otherwise, we're gonna sing its praises for six hours straight. You might be right. I think so. Mr. This Mr. Bennett. Perfect. Oh, the perfect equilibrium between uh, the absent father. He's not perfect. He's not the good benevolent benevolent father that we saw in 2005 version. He is the playful witty uh, Mr. Bennett. From but the sometimes book. harsh. Yes. Like calling his uh, daughters silly when they des- largely yes. deserved it. But not only call them silly. What did he say exactly? Silliest, two of the silliest girls in the country. Yes. Oh, Lord. Okay, so hear me out. Yeah. Do not let me pontificate. Oh, about Do the... not let me go on and on and on. Because I could, but I won't for now. I'm gonna just say quickly enough, the costumes are goddamn perfect. My heart is a flutter with happiness. So, I'll talk very fast. The bonnets are here. The hemline is perfect. No one has ha- their hair down. No one has their hair down working, roaming the streets, walking the streets, <laughs> may I say? <laughs> uh, oh, they wear caps at home. Married ladies are wearing caps at home. The bust line is absolutely... The waistline uh, is absolutely perfect, just under the bubage. May, may I say, not nice. Doesn't make for a beautiful mm, silhouette. I think if you saw the silhouette of the late 18th century, you'd like this one. <laughs> you'd yeah. pray for this one. This one makes, like, a big bag. I don't know. No, the back is actually... Oh, talking about the back. They do have the fiddle back bodies, and they do have the piped seams. Everything. I love when you see that. You understand that they... There is craftsmanship in the costumes. There is love and research, yes. And the silhouette is very important. You can play with fabrics as long as the silhouette is right. And the fiddleback bodice, diamond-shaped bodice, does give this uh, very straight, very erect posture for the ladies. Yeah. As uh, it helps even more than the the, the corsets. They do respect morning and evening dress. They are covered during the day. They wear chemisettes and fichus and uh, they wear spencers and ridden goats for going out. And they have uncovered arms and bosoms in the night, as far as delicacy would Oh, so admit. you can't... Uh, during the day you don't uncover no, your arms? No, ever. Uh, half-dressed during the day, which is ironically the more covered one. Is they you call cover... it half-dressed? Yes, half-dressed is covering arms and uh, chest. But Not their chests are never covered. No, they are. Sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. As you can see, Mrs. Bennett does have a chemisette under her. It would have been that I thought general it was rule. called, like, a fichu. No, a fichu is a piece. But uh, a chemisette is something worn under the dress and over the petticoat. Uh, this is about the costume. Uh, you said something about the shoes, Lizzie's boots, compared yes. to the boots. My lord, it makes because me Because so you were angry. Ca- quite shocked. About shocked, angry, and murderous. Lizzie, in the, the 2005 version, was wearing boots that went rigid, leather shoes, men's shoes. Like men's shoes. Yes, exactly, that went up to the knee. It doesn't exist. Ladies would have worn supple leather boots that went maybe a, a, a bit above the ankle, and uh, dancing shoes for the evening with outer shoes to not damage them while outside of the ballroom. They would not have worn dude shoes. Never. Yeah, she was wearing yes. rigid big boots. Uh, it doesn't. It didn't have any meaning. Laced, delicate, supple shoes. In here as, we see uh, that. Lizzie, yes, does show us. And the underwear is clearly respected because the silhouette is right. If the underwear isn't, the undergarments aren't right, the corsets and the petticoats and the chemisettes aren't right, the silhouette would have been off. And since here the silhouette is right, you can feel that they put thought in the underlayers that we don't see. But still, they matter. But yes. you see it. Uh, should we talk about... Uh, do you have anything to say about the hair? 
The hairdo. Oh, yes. The hair is perfect. <laughs> is it? Yes. Also. It is. Actually, a lot of period dramas set in the Regency period would hesitate to do these tight curls and these... Because they're ugly. Yes, they do ugly up the most beautiful actresses. And the fact that Jennifer Ely can appear as gorgeous as she does with these dog-like... <laughs> Not like Curls, her. Yeah. Yes, it means she is a great beauty. But the thing is, I think it's wrong to think that we wouldn't like it from a modern point of view. No. We appreciate it very much. And I think they really underestimate audiences yes. when they do the modern things. Okay. Like thinking, we would be shocked. Mm. They uh, targeted a niche audience. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking it is a niche audience and... As it came out, the TV show, every week, they started seeing that, no, a lot of people are interested. Because they think audiences are interested in good work. We will have time to go more into Mrs. Bennet. But let's just talk about this beautiful actress. It's difficult to call her beautiful in this, but she's so perfect. She is absolutely perfect, great actress, amazing work. I've never seen Shrill so enjoyable. Yeah, it's like uh, the dialogue is the same. They didn't change what Jane Austen wrote. Yeah. It's just the way she did it. Although I did like the one from the movie. I loved her. Yes, she was great too. But you told me that the one from the TV show is better and I forgot about her well, now that I see her. <laughs> oh man, that voice she does, those manners. I know, very... Uh, how does she go so high in the octaves? I mean, it must hurt. <laughs> um, Jane. Jane. What do you think of Jane? Jane. Uh, Wait. No sick Jane. No, no. Weird enough. I think I got it all out. Did you? Or are you gonna spring it on me? No, no, no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna surprise you with it. (laughs) Why you have to shift your eyes? I'm not shifty. (laughs) You're so shifty. So, Jane, I said that you thought she was beautiful. Oh, you said she's a perfect Jane. Absolutely perfect. And I thought she's not beautiful enough to be a Jane. But, in the end, I think you're right. See? I give you some more. (laughs) Uh, when she sends uh, Jane to be ill at people's house. Oh, the shameful, shameful scheme. Uh, more explicit, because in the movie, the scheming doesn't... Uh, the, in the movie, it's later. Yes, that we realize. That you see that she was scheming. Now here, just say, so you will uh, catch the rain. And of course, she's doing it because Bingley is dining out, and he, she must spend the night to see him, because yes. what would be the point of uh, com- uh, going and coming back and not having seen oh, Bingley? And so an invitation, maybe? Oh, was it like this in the books? In the book, yeah, yeah, she was open with it. So it's great. She was open with the with the scheming, and yeah, Lizzie was indignant. But as in here, didn't say anything. Yes, because she cannot. This is very period appropriate. The most she did, like you said, uh, when we were watching, is give her, is give her an, uh, a, a disapproving. Yes. That's all she can do. Even the father didn't say anything. Well, because it's he is, him. Uh, hmm. He could have like said, "No, you you take the carriage." But I think he, at that time, it would have been like meddling in women's affairs or something. Like, let her scheme and marry her daughters. Yes. Something like that. I didn't make them. <laughs> Here, in this scene that we're going to be talking about, it's yeah. uh, when the mother and her daughters come to visit Sick Jane again. In the, while Lizzie is already there, comes and, uh, and embarrasses the whole party, like embarrasses oh. the hosts. She's being a bit grateful to uh, to Bennett, to uh, Bingley, but the first thing she says is, oh, she can't come back home. It was very, very rude. It was very embarrassing. And I, I found it funny that she, even while talking about her maybe dying daughter, she found the time to sell her. What? To sell Jane. She said there's something like, uh, she but doesn't she doesn't complain. complain. Such a sweet temper, Jane. She has. She really. She had the time to yeah. the, uh, to market her daughter. Always the saleswoman. Like yeah. 
but as we said when we talked about the book, this is what she must she's doing her duty in a way. Exactly. She's uh, between her fault and Mr. Bennett's fault, I think hers are character fault that only hurt herself. Mm. So we already said that about the book and this is very faithful to the book. Mm. And they did the whole thing with Darcy when she was insulting him. Yeah. Over and over again. And he was and very kind. He didn't say anything, yes. as kind as he could, because yeah. in the book they do say that he looks at her and turns away. Would have been a dismissal if I've ever seen uh, any. Yeah, because she deserved it. In that yes. case, like uh, she took uh, a banal remark the wrong way, and she yeah. attacked him. She absolutely was overblowing it. And the long-suffering face of Jennifer Ely, <laughs> it was <Wonderful>. perfect. <laughs> like, you feel that this is her mother, what can she do? Exactly. She can be openly embarrassed either, mm -hmm. because the others are already giggling and laughing at her almost in her face, like very the Very badly done, very rude, and Mr. Bingley, I like that he glared at his sisters. You're listening to the BMB podcast, Books and Bum Rolls. Books and Bum Rolls. Oh, what was that? You heard. I How wanted dare to share you? in your joy. Nah, uh, it was mine. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you that one. Oh, so now you're silent. <laughs> okay. So if you liked what you heard until now, Doubtful. please. Oh, my God. Thank you. You know, you're such a ray of sunshine. I'm here to ruin your shit. <laughs> I'm going to try again. If you liked it, please consider subscribing. Following us on Instagram at the Books and Bumrolls Podcast or write to us at the Books and Bumrolls Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll answer, we promise, even if it's hate mail. I mean, maybe you'll have it. <laughs> all right, so thank you really for listening, yeah. and we send no compliments to your mothers, all of them. <laughs> uh, oh, so Mr. Colin is in the house. We Mr. have been Colin. waiting for this. Because it is the best one. Yes, he is. In the book, you discover him from the letter, yes. as the family does, before seeing him. So you, you expect a pompous ass... <laughs> And here he is, a pompous house. And he does not disappoint. <laughs> he does not. Although, I do like something about Mr. Collins. Even before seeing him, I liked something very much. He kind of uh, tries to redeem himself. Oh, he... this intel business, it's his right. Yes, but he wasn't trying to redeem himself at all. Lady Catherine de Vere <laughs> commanded him to marry, and he was looking for a wife, and he thought, well, who would be very receptive to me? Because I think deep down he realizes he ain't that much of a catch. <laughs> he is, and that time Mr. Collins is... Actually, today, Mr. Collins... How dare what? you? Bitch, you want to fight? We can fight it out for Mr. Collins. We are going to. He's worth but it. But really, he is in a position to marry anyone else. He doesn't have to come to them. Yes, definitely. But the thing is with Mr. Collins is he's so self-satisfied with but his he goodness. Ruins. He ruins the good gesture. Yes, you cannot really look at him. The positivity really disappears. It was not generosity, like pure generosity. At all. But that's great because nobody... Uh, we all have ulterior motives, even if... We don't have are. them consciously, like, you, there is something there. And with Mr. Collins, uh, in the book, he's a young man, so he was very obedient to his father and then very obedient to Lady de Burgh. <laughs> but in the, in the movie and in the TV show, it's pathetic because he's a middle-aged man. <laughs> but, I, you know, even at 25, in the book, I imagine him as a middle-aged man. He must have looked like a middle-aged man. Mm, they don't. I don't know why I imagined him being a bit chubby from the book. I don't know why. Like, tall and a bit chubby. Like, not tall and... Yes. Like Mr. Darcy, tall and hands. Tall, uh, lean and mean. As lean and mean. <laughs> Andrew Davis said. No, it was, I imagined him, okay, tall, but a bit of, bit of a pot belly, you know? No? Yes, he would have loved, I think, good food. He, he, he did compliment <laughs> the potatoes. Excellent. The most excellent potatoes. <laughs> Another thing. 
that I loved about Mr. Collins, seriously, just from the letter, and I admire the punctuality, which is something I love. And in the book, they do say that he came at four o'clock exactly. Imagine doing that in that time. He gave what time, what train he would uh, train. Train coach, coach, <laughs> train. I don't think so, madam. Train, what train? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, what coach you would take? But he arrived at four o'clock, and this is admirable. It People is don't admirable. do it today. You really fixate on that, don't you? What? People arriving in your home at a precise hour I'm and going sick. away at a precise hour <laughs> without going to beginning sick. No, seriously. If you yes. say I'll be there at four o'clock, be there. If you say I shall dine and go away, please dine and go away. I wanted to talk about this Wiccan. Yeah, with your favorite. I like him a lot. He's a bit older in this version. I mean, when did the incident with uh, Georgiana happen? I think a year and a half ago. Or so maybe. he's a pedophile. Everybody's a pedophile here. No, 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 because in the movie, the young man oh. could pass maybe for... Uh, maybe he was a teenager also when he ran off with a teenager, Georgiana. Mm. What what was she, 17 or 16? She oh, was she 15. was 15. It's terrible anyways. Like, uh, But even more, it's really terrible when the man is in his 30s. This one looks in his 30s. I think it is implied that he's not very young, because if he's the same age as Mr. Darcy, he must be in his late 20s, if oh, not so Oh, pedophile. Of course he's a pedophile. I mean, for today. Today's (laughs) standards. No, I thought, like, uh, you know, very young man running with a 15-year-old in those days would have been a scoundrel, but not a pedophile. But a man in his 30s... Yeah, but who's his next uh, target? Lydia, who's 16. Lydia. But, even though he looks older in this uh, version, I like his face. Yes, handsome... Not in a modern way. Again, love that. But And you understand that Lizzie likes him immediately. She says this in general, Jane Austen, that uh, he has a very good figure. She goes on about his looks more than she goes on about other people's looks. But not just handsome. We knew he was handsome, but he mm. has a trustworthy face. Oh, yes. Doesn't he? I see what you're saying. Yeah, and the, yeah. the one with the ponytail from the movie, he could be, you don't know. His heart. He's just hot. In a very modern uh, in hotness. In the plus in modern. Life. Yes. This one, you understand that she, when he opens up to her, you understand that uh, her as a young girl would maybe th- trust him. Definitely. He does have a very honest, uh, kindly look, trustworthy, like you said. Exactly. Yeah. This is very good casting. Another good So cast. let's talk about Mr. Collins' hair. I know you can't read. Oh, Mr. Collins. No, so is it greasy or what is it? I wouldn't call it as much greasy as silky. <laughs> He has silky hair. He does have silken locks. Oh, and another thing. He he has a very healthy face. Oh! (laughs) The rosy cheeks. Or maybe he's got a bottle under this robes. That's why he's always rosy. No, I don't think Mr. Collins is a drinker. I think he likes potatoes. (laughs) Like, he's in very good health. He eats well. I want... This, uh, what did you think about this Charlotte? Oh, I love this Charlotte. She's not shown as being uh, plain or ugly. Because the only one we hear that she's plain from is Mrs. Bennet. So that's the thing, is uh, just uh, Mrs. Bennet's light in her. She's not, because in this version, she's beautiful. She's very beautiful. I like I her. I like her face. She, she has a very calm, mature, intelligent face. Yeah, and doesn't look... Uh, <laughs> the ancient age of 27, she looks... No, she has better skin than me, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> she, looks... she looks Elizabeth age, I mean, she doesn't look yes. old or ugly. Anyway, I liked her. When Lizzie learns 
that Mrs. Uh, that Charlotte accepted Mr. Collins, and she's not angry in her face, but she goes back to Jane. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Sick Jane did something good. What did she do? <laughs> she actually was reasonable and logical enough to recognize that Mr. Collins is actually a good match. Mr. I... Collins is a catch. He is a catch. He's golden. <laughs> The thing is, he knew it. He knew it too much. If only he were a bit modest. I mean, being self-aware of his... No, uh, he's not. He of his special himself. physique. <laughs> no, I want to talk about uh, something that Jane said. She did say he may not be the smartest of men, but he is respectable. And she does say not at all vicious. Oh, yeah, she does. <laughs> she says not oh. at all vicious. So it was uh, like one of the... Uh, Things like you have a list for a good husband, but of and you tick them. Would you like, like a vicious uh, husband? <laughs> he must have at least a thousand pounds a year. At least. He must not be of a disgusting appearance. Think well. That's... Yes. He must have luscious hair like Mr. Collins, silky. Silky hair. And then be not vicious. Oh, this is just what? about silky hair. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. What? What? <laughs> silky pubes. <laughs> what? I didn't even silky go there. <laughs> I didn't even what? go there. What do you expect from me? Don't you know me? Silky pubes. Ah, <laughs> oh, is the worst thing I ever heard. You're Actually, no. I was just me. thinking of silky hair in bed, like dropping on you. <laughs> this is even worse. I'd it rather isn't. my silky pubes. It isn't worse. Not mine, Mr. Collins. <laughs> okay, let's go. So when she says like he's not vicious, I was thinking like Jane, you don't know that. Nobody knows. Yes, he could be vicious in the sack. Oh, let's let's stop me, people! Tell me to stop. Oh, I'll try. <laughs> I'm gonna try. Keep trying. Yeah. Uh, did you know that um, the the scenes with Mr. Collins uh, and Charlotte at their new home? Yeah. Maybe that and uh, the scenes with Lady Catherine yeah. at Rosings Park are the first scenes to be shot. So they oh. didn't. The cast didn't know each other. Really. And one of the first scenes, I think it was second day of shooting, is the proposal of Mr. Darcy, Darcy to Lizzie. Wow, they started with that. Yeah. How oh, very tense. strange. And they did say that it was not ideal. Like it was not of their choice. Of course, must have been like production. Uh, well, they production clearly stuff, like, made the best of it. And later, like in the beginning of the movie and the t uh, of the show, uh, the light scenes where we introduced to the Bennets mm -hmm. and all. They were done later, and that's why they're good because there was already dynamic between the actors themselves. Yes, that is the smart. first scenes with Mrs. Uh, with the Lady. Ca I was gonna call her Mrs. Oh my Lady God! How dare you demean her so? <laughs> well, Lady Catherine, that were uh, they were shot first. She's excellent, Lady Catherine. By the way, great. I like the uh, the hair, outdated. Of Lady Catherine. Yes, very flat, right on the in the face. Yeah. It was very disgusting, and I liked her costume a lot because it was also a bit outdated. Although I had no, I have no idea what she was wearing on her hair. Looks it was like sort a of a veil, but kind of worn around yes. her head. On a cape, I have no idea. Turbans were uh, uh, in fashion it uh, wasn't a turban. earlier, but it wasn't a turban. I have no idea what it was. It, it was looked like strange. a veil turned around her head. Yeah. Uh, the proposal, what did you want to say about the proposal? Yeah, uh, it was mm, very different. I can't say really better, more faithful to the book than the uh, 2005 movie. Um, but really, it was actually better. I liked it. Again, Lizzie shines. I really... 
she grows on you compared to the first episode where I liked her. It was Lizzie. I knew it was going to happen. But now I do actually love her as a person. It's incredible. Mm. And you feel her uh, indignation more and you feel her more mm. justified in her refusal. Yes, he was uh, very insulting. He went in thinking, if I tell her how disgusting she is and how bad her connections are, but I still gotta take her despite all that, she's going to vote for me. According to the Times, yes, she would have uh, She would have been likely the... to say yes. Not Lizzie. Not Lizzie, Lizzie had too but much self-respect. I understand his expectation. He comes with a lot. Which is the well, the, the thing about Mr. Darcy, he, from a modern point of view, of course, I think him an introvert, it's not only that, he is proud, justified in some ways, but very unjustified in others. Yeah. There's all, also something that the producer um, mentioned about uh, when they offered the role to Colin Firth or Mr. Darcy. Yeah. And uh, he was ginger for some reason. I never I saw him ginger. Naturally ginger. I don't know, I think he was doing a movie when he had to put on some weight. Anyway, uh, he probably was a bit chubby and ginger. I don't know. How terrible to imagine. I not don't Mr. know how Darcy. he got that way. Well, actually, he's not, like, hands, strikingly handsome. Do you know, you're right, because when I when we were watching, I already thought, the first time we saw him appear, uh, Colin Fitzwilliam. You love a Fitzy, don't you? I do love me Fitzy. <laughs> <laughs> he was handsome, you're right. He though. was extremely handsome. I loved him. And... <laughs> I will not. I will. What's coming? <laughs> the long suffering look. I swear I will not say anything outrageous. I was just gonna say the cut of the Regency jacket, tailcoat was oh, perfect. Thank God beautiful. You're not okay. gonna say pants and something about pants. So the they... pants were delightfully tight. <laughs> shocked. You know you're not a prude. I saw you looking. <laughs> I did look. Just, just a glance. A very long glance. You were glued to that. Yeah, I actually, um, Colin Firth, uh, his brother, when he heard, because he accepted the role of Mr. He hesitated, and then he accepted yeah. the role of Mr. Darcy, and then his brother told him, are you going to play Mr. Darcy? Isn't he supposed to be sexy? <laughs> really? That's such a brother. He might have said it, like, not trying to be mean, just, isn't he supposed to be sexy? Is that why you're having this grin on your face right now? Because it's not mean. <laughs> because I'm thinking of something to say to you. Oh, you're like Mr. Collins, and you try to pass them off as natural as I possible. I try to concoct some compliments. <laughs> In my case, not compliments, but insults. <laughs> Mr. Great, dear Mr. Collins. So, what did you did you want to say something else? Mm, what? Lydia. Oh man, she is. I swear Lydia, to the Lord, Lydia's this behavior. is just strange. Not in the book, not in the movies, not anywhere does Lydia take her boobs out. But I'm expecting it. <laughs> I'm expecting her to show something very inappropriate in her, in her body. <laughs> well, she did show her calves. No, I'm very. expecting a fanny. I'm expecting a boob. <laughs> I'll tell you, I will not be reassured until the last episode. <laughs> no, really. Okay, Lydia. Um, but the, seriously, it's what? it's a compliment to the actress, though, that she played such a hoid and a trollop and absolutely uncontrollable. Uh, girl, she, as she did perfect it very well. as could be. Yes, exactly. Physically, the hair, the but expression. The hair. That the hair is part of her messiness. Yes. The ball at Netherfield. 
is so full. We spent it just screaming. Please stop the embarrassment. It's so cringy. Oh man, it, they exaggerated it in such a way that you really see it. They did exaggerate it, but not in the way of the movie, which was silly. Like mm. uh, they made it. It's just because it was too much, too many things happening at the same time. Oh, and Mr. Colin, well, Mary, and then Mr. Mary singing uninvited at somebody else's house and running to the piano like someone. Mr. Uh, Bingley being all nice and saying, oh, you've anticipated, anticipated me. Oh, he's kind. He's a good man. But then she, as she continued, she kind of kept going. And not in a nice voice either. Horrible voice, horrible singing voice. <laughs> It's like me singing and insisting on delighting everyone. I think I will shoot you with a tranquilizer if you ever oh, do that. Oh, thank you. But and nobody was doing anything. Yeah. Her mother, Mrs. <laughs> oh, Bennett. Oh, she was uh, nodding, very happy. All satisfied, brainless. Yeah, Mr. Bennett was uh, very, very uh, embarrassed and kind of uh, felt bad for his daughter. You felt it because he did well. Well, because to... he can read the room, see what's happening. Mrs. Mrs. Bennett, Bennett was can't. all in the clouds, <laughs> happy. Mr. Collins comes in. Oh man, the scene with the. Uh, I liked how. Uh, They haven't been introduced how when he went to Mr. Darcy. They made it such a panicky way, like, he's gonna explode the bomb! Stop him! Can we? No, she yeah. says, is it too late to stop him? <laughs> is it too late to stop him? Like, he's gonna do something outrageous. It's too late. It's always too late because we know something. If we know something about Mr. Collins, he's light on his feet. Oh, is he light on his feet? He runs! <laughs> And then, of course, the mother talking about uh, Jane's prospects. Oh, Lord. Talking about how Lizzie would be a perfect wife for Mr. Collins. And then talking about how Jane was already taken. And Jane that, and Bingley were right there. What she said, actually, she said that Mr. Collins, his first choice was <gasps> Jane, of course. But Bingley beat... Uh, well, she didn't say beat him yeah. to it. But I think uh, Bingley got there first. Yes, something. yes, she did. Vulgar, something yeah. vulgar. Oh, extremely. And, of course, Lydia. Lydia all the time. All the time. It's nothing But new. added to the whole thing. Yeah. If you were Mr. Darcy, would you have stopped a marriage Oh, after? thank you. Well, I actually... I changed my mind completely. I changed my take on it. I said it was a bitch move. Yeah. But let's say it happened exactly as we saw it in this... Oh, man. In the second episode. Yeah, I'd save my friend. No, of course. It's your duty. <laughs> I mean, you have to. It's a horrible place the to be. the crazy sister and the, and the gold-digging mother. I think in that time, it was completely... It wasn't inappropriate to take uh, money in consideration. But she was loud. Just don't shout at her party. That's the problem in the book. They don't say that they should. she shouldn't have... Like, in private, if she were talking, like, let's, let's say, to Mrs. Lucas. Yeah, perfectly uh, Talking calmly. Calmly, Calm. as Mrs. Bennet would never be. <laughs> <laughs> About uh, her daughter's, her eldest uh, daughter's prospects. Yeah, all right. But shouting to everyone at a dinner table. But And they... he's there. He's right there. Yeah. Uh, the face of Lizzie showed very well that she might start to realize yeah. that the attitude of Mr. Darcy is uh, not very wrong. Justified. justified, yeah. Kind of justified, yes. After the well, after being uh, having been refused, yes. Mr. Darcy goes right away to writing that letter and explaining. But I felt it like even more in this. It was exactly this in the book. Mm. But I felt it even more strange here. Uh, him going right away into uh, explaining his history with Wickham. It's very strange that in such intimate context, like a proposal and having been refused. Yeah. They talk about a stranger to both of them. In fact, well, he's not a stranger to him, but he is to her. So none of her business, actually. His answer should have been none of your business. <laughs> 
Again, you are not only thinking this through modern lenses, but through your own savagery and hateful of people. <laughs> what? Have you seen how fast acquaintances form? They're very fast friends, they're very fast uh, friends of the family, they dine yes. with each other, it's very fast. And they form opinions, especially Lizzie, very fast too. Don't they have any more uh, pressing business uh, uh, as, uh, you know, more pressing than to talk about? Well, fucking Wickham, <laughs> I mean has nothing to do with them. Yeah, it does. It does have everything to do with it because it was one of the grounds she refused him. It was on. strange. Yes. Actually, no. for her to bring that up. Very, but not in the, from the uh, point of view that it was strange to bring a stranger up. It was strange that she was so sure without having listened to his side of the story. She's already established her opinion, she's already so sure that Mr. Wickham is, yeah. is the right party, and she brings it as an argument for her refusal. So, of course, he will. He would want to set the record straight. No, I got... Actually, from him, I got it. It's just... Just with the stuff he said about her family, it would have made, like, for a long discussion, a deep conversation. Why <laughs> do you need to bring Wickham into it? Like, it really has nothing to do with it. Unless you... Maybe deep do you bring... down, she feels that she can. Like, there's say nothing anything to, say. to save for her family. Yeah, like, yeah. he's right and that's all. So she found, like, she was desperate to find fault with him. Maybe. So that's for the proposal. Actually, there is one thing that I didn't like through the whole fourth uh, episode. Oh. is uh, And for the first time we see it in this series. Yeah. People talk to themselves. We didn't oh, see it before. Because we didn't really concentrate on uh, letters, letter writing. And you have to convey that somehow. But not just that. Yes, Lizzie did make a weird remark to herself uh, while... Talking about Wickham. Yes, talking about Wickham. At a party with people. Yeah. I'm actually happy to find stuff that I don't like when it is so rare. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Let's talk about <laughs> something that I know you're dying to talk about. Oh, yes, go on. They made something really great in this adaptation, a very awkward situation, and they make it, like, doubly awkward, but it was better that way. Oh, yeah. Would you, what am I talking about? What, Darcy? Yeah. <laughs> of course you're talking about what, Darcy? <laughs> You do know how to make me happy, don't you? <laughs> okay, so I absolutely loved that scene because Colin Firth played it so well. Oh. The embarrassment on his face and the awkwardness of the situation, it was just so perfect. I loved it because in the book, it was just Lizzie that should have been embarrassed. Yes, it and he blushes for her. But he blushes because he is a gentleman. Yeah. In the movie, too, in the 2005 movie, he is, like, awkward for her, almost. But he's awkward anyway. But yeah. she's the one that should be ashamed. Because she caught the, she was caught snooping. Well, then she added to it. <laughs> I, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> I'm gonna piss off. She was snooping around, anyway. <laughs> In this, they did something great, because there was yeah. no snooping around in the house. She was in on the grounds, yes. and her aunt and uncle were always... We could see them in the background. Yeah. And she, if she was alone, she would have been like just getting a bit further in the gardens. That's all. Didn't do anything inappropriate. <laughs> Still, being there is awkward and shameful in itself. Because of the situations between them. Because yeah, this is completely correct. According to the book. Yeah. Now they added something that is kind of a genius move. Exactly. To add embarrassment to him. He was like, naked. He was. Yes. I loved his look. He played it so well. No. The guilty look. <laughs> like he just shit the bed. <laughs> it's just, Mr. Darcy. And he was, because it's true, for the standards of the time, he was extremely indecent. But it's his house. It's, she's a lady, and he showed himself in the shirt. She's an intruder. <laughs> she's not an intruder. She has her... He was in his own home a day early. It's his fault. It's his own fault. <laughs> it's yeah. his own fault. But then he was... 
he came back, he hurried, getting dressed. Yeah. And he came back and he was... I've never seen him being so affluent. It was such a change. What got into him? <laughs> like, really, what was that? I have that? no idea. He Maybe because so... he showed her his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> no, he must make amends. <laughs> yeah, that's the switch for Mr. Darcy. <laughs> so everybody in his acquaintance, who he's nice with, saw his nipples. Mr. Oh. Bingley saw his nipples. That's why he likes him so much. Yeah, and Caroline. He's that's not nice to oh. Caroline. Not <laughs> at all. No, she didn't see the nipples. Oh, well. Uh, Mr. Darcy... What? Going to visit Lizzie at mm, the end. Lizzie at the inn. Yes, at the end. Did I say the end? Inn. Inn. Yeah. I said end. What do I know? What goes? <laughs> what goes on <laughs> in your brain? It's the belly. The belly is sucking my energy and my intellect right I now. I actually can't sit right because I like my. Me neither. Can't you see how I'm living this in space? This is getting cut. I'm not talking about my belly. <laughs> I don't Why not? <laughs> Bellies are human. Bellies are a good thing. No. <laughs> When uh, Mr. Darcy brings uh, Georgiana to uh, introduce her to Lizzie, to Lizzie. Uh, is it uh, strange that he would bring Georgiana to the inn instead no, of... I don't think so. Because it wasn't like that. Not in the book and not in the movie. Well, the movie. We don't mention the movie. Let's not. <laughs> I don't think it was strange. No. Why would it be? To bring his sister to the inn? Why not? I don't know Inns why. Are respectable. Yeah, it seems to me like since it's a public house, oh. that it's um, a rowdy, a, a place of ill repute. <laughs> well, aren't you howdy? <laughs> no, ill repute. <laughs> I would never set a foot in it. Well, if Lady Catherine de Bourgh heard of it, yes, knows oh. of inns and mentions her name in inns, well, it must be respectable. So nothing, uh, nothing scandalous. It has the stamp of approval of Lady Catherine de Bourgh. All right. In the same visit, I wanted to talk about um, Georgiana. She's sixteen. Mm. She is, I think, a few months older at best uh, than Lydia. Yeah. And you see her doing her hostess duties. Inviting. So she is, yes. You can see her murmuring, like, um, no, but having a conversation with her brother. And then it was a bit stilted. You can feel she's a bit nervous. But I loved it. And it, in the book, it was also mentioned that she was the hostess and that she played her role very well. Uh, she made the effort, actually. She was making a lot of efforts to be a good hostess at 16. And then you think about Lydia being oh. filthy. <laughs> Goddamn lady. I know. They're the same age. But didn't you when uh, when Georgiana invited uh, Lizzie yeah. and her aunt and uncle, of course. It seems to me like Darcy took her aside and asked her to ask Lizzie. Yes. Not the other way around. Of course. Oh, I thought you thought she Oh no no. But he can't do it because she's the lady of the house and she must invite the lady. She he can't. He can't do it. No, he can't. I don't think he can. It's his goddamn house. It's not his, she's the lady. Oh yeah, that's the funny thing. I read in a book of etiquette about the Regency. If you talk about a house, you never talk about it as the men's house. Mm. You talk about it as the lady's house. So Longbourn is Mrs. Bennet's. Oh. Or you, when you go to visit, you don't mention the house as being the man's. The house is the domain and the property, sort of, as of the wife, of the woman. Oh. So even inviting and hostessing and anything to do with that is the duty of the lady. And if he isn't mm. married, so it goes to his very young sister. When uh, there is also... Uh, I do that all the time. <laughs> there is something wrong with my brain. I have a tumor, I think. You don't. I don't know. That I is just madness, I tell you. <laughs> I wanted to say uh, the reaction of Mr. Darcy at the mention of uh, Wickham's name when oh, Lizzie yes. is there playing at the piano. No, actually, she wasn't mm. playing. She ended up. She stopped playing, and then Georgiana. It was her turn. Mm. She was playing in the background, 
and uh, stupid Caroline started oh, yeah. attacking Lizzie again. But at the mention of uh, Wickham's name, his reaction... Yeah, it was He kind weird. of jumped up. I think he was worried about Georgiana because he saw Georgiana uh, startle and stop playing. He was going to Georgiana. Oh. Yes. But he it was... was, I thought, a bit exaggerated. Okay. Imagine um, the situation. You're in a room with your sister playing the piano, which will never happen with our sisters. No. <laughs> but let's say... Uh, and there's a bitch <laughs> mentioning being, being whorish. Okay. <laughs> that can happen. And she mentions the pedophile who was after her. Would you jump or not? I'd jump and I'd try to kill someone, preferably the bitch. Preferably, well, Caroline is uh, unt- uh, apparently, Caroline is a survivor <laughs> because she was really horrible here. I have no idea what she's doing anymore at that point. Desperate again. And I think she's blind because she has that. Uh, her way of thinking is defined by class so much mm-hmm. that for her it's so far away that he would even think about someone mm-hmm. from the slums like Elizabeth. <laughs> Although she lives, for me, she lives in a mansion. In a chateau? What the hell? Yeah. I wish I was as dirty as Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> You're dirty in a cupboard right now. Well, our cupboard is very nice, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. You can I see it. I have a bit of trivia. Oh. Uh, about the actor that played uh, Wickham. Wickham. Yeah. He wanted to, he was, since Wickham is a scoundrel, so he asked for, why isn't there more Wickham kissing girls? <laughs> <laughs> that Actually, is suspicious. The aunt said at the end yeah. that there were there were many scandals with the daughters of shopkeepers and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. She said it in such a funny manner. What oh, else? there wasn't a tradesman daughter she he didn't meddle with. Meddle? Well, there was a lot of meddling. <laughs> yeah, a lot of meddling going on. <laughs> so the actor asked for that and the uh, creator was... Um, the writer said no. In, <laughs> in the whole show, there is one kiss and one kiss only. And oh. it's very important that it would be one and at the end. How interesting. Yeah. Poor Mr. Wicked. He didn't get to meddle. He didn't get to... He meddled in his imagination, that's all. <laughs> and the only meddling he got was Lydia's foot on his shoulder. <laughs> from Lydia being all... <laughs> Floppy. I don't know what's with her. Mm. I wanted to talk about something... When uh, Lizzie receives the letter from Jane telling her about Lydia's scandal, and she's very upset. She and they is. actually did it so well because it was uh, as it was described in the book. You're thinking about the ridiculous thing in the movie? <gasps> I'm thinking about that. I can't keep. What was it? I still don't know. I know. I'm... Do you know I thought something? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Because I'm really. Don't make me think of that. Don't, <laughs> don't let me talk about that movie. You have this and the sick Jane. We must keep you away from these. <laughs> yeah. Two things. Um, I forgot. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lizzie. Last time I'm going to talk about it. Okay. As Kira Knightley played her. Yeah, with the teeth. I think in that time she would have been locked up. If oh, they were yeah. a woman like that. <laughs> She'd have been shipped off to Bedlam. To an asylum. Oh. The way she was acting. It, it was manic looking. I have no idea. Manic looking, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, let it, let dr- let's let drop, drop it. This. Last time ever. <laughs> I'm not sure. Of, of course not. I'm lying. <laughs> Yeah, what was I gonna... When uh, Darcy dropped off... I don't know why he dropped in again. He wanted to creep Lizzie out. He was gonna dine with her. Same mm-hmm. evening, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. But so why is he there in the morning? Because I need to see her many times a day to stare at her creepily from afar. <laughs> Did you see the kind of cute scene at first when uh, Mr. Darcy was getting clothed? Yeah. Well, yeah. 
and he refused the black um, tailcoat yeah. and chose a green one. He was making himself pretty for Lizzie. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, he chose one that goes very well with his waistcoat. That's uh, that's kind of the detail that they add yeah, in the show. Yeah, it was kind of very endearing. Jane Austen doesn't bother with these details. It's a stylistic uh, I like it, actually. When she describes um, something, that means it's very important. It's true. Anyway, what we're getting... Oh, we went yeah, on a that it was interesting. I thought... I, uh, I like that. E- Endearing. Yeah, it makes you think, like, Ah, oh, Sadasi, you're pretty enough as you are. You <laughs> <laughs> think he's pretty. As long as he, as he wears clear trousers. Uh, oh, my lord. I didn't... I wasn't even the one who mentioned it. I didn't mention anything. Oh, really? Okay, look at me in the eyes and tell me, why did you mention the clear trousers of Mr. Darcy? Nothing, just You have your shifty eyes. <laughs> I liked the color. It was cream. Uh-huh. What else? Cream. Nice. Was there any outline? No. Something... No outline. Clear? No. Very... Bulging? Very... No. Bulging. <laughs> oh, that's uh, quite... Such a scandalous word. You disgust me. But I didn't see anything. Oh, really? Kind of to the right, but I didn't see anything. <laughs> Yes, kind of leading to the right, but uh, we don't... Mm, I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> but it was there. It was very there. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to talk about when we, when he came in and surprised Elizabeth, and she mm. was very upset. Yes. First of all, I liked how she played being upset. Uh, like, trying to control her with, emotions. With the appropriate reserve. Exactly. Loved it. Yeah, uh, and he surprised her, and she was upset. And he... Asked her if he would call for the doctor. Well, we are delicate things, don't you know? What would you need to do today (laughs) for someone to ask you if you need a doctor? I don't know, maybe bleed on the floor. Foam coming out of my (laughs) mouth. Convulsions. Seizures. (laughs) And even then, maybe they poke you, like with a branch. (laughs) Is it alive, do you think? (laughs) Blood out of my ears. (laughs) Call the exorcist. I'm not calling a doctor. <laughs> yeah. At this point... Not really. Just two tears. She didn't have her tears. She had wet eyes. But she was very a little pale. That's very worrying. Yeah, he said, you look sick. Yes. She was a bit, you know, trembly and upset. Yeah. It needs a doctor. Calling for a doctor. What do you think about this? the aftermath of her announcement of Lydia's uh, elopement? The the, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Doctor's reaction. Oh, it was really according to the book. Yeah. And in the TV show, because in the book we have Darcy's thoughts, and he's blaming himself, Lizzie doesn't know any of that. She Mm. just sees him being silent. And I was surprised in this TV show, like, the thing that I can say that I don't like about it is the voiceover. Yeah. I don't like... uh, Oh, sorry, not the voiceover. No, no. The voiceover is okay, because when it's a letter, and of course, you would expect... uh, Mm. It's completely justified. But the talking to oneself... Yeah, it was weird. Mm. When someone is alone, they just talk to themselves. Although, you know, when you're demented like you, you do that. But normal people, I mean. Well, it's not dementia yet. It's you syphilis, but it's going towards dementia. <laughs> I like that they kept it silent. Yeah, as it should be. And his atti- and Mr. Darcy always looks kind of angry. So you never know. Is he angry at you right now? Is he happy? Is he denouncing his relationship? I think the logical conclusion is he must, he must be thinking I dodged a bullet. Oh yeah, of course. And even she thinks it. Because all her family's defects, let's say, were kind of visible, but not blatant. But now it's out for the world to see. And mm. oh my lord, her letter. Her letter to Mrs. Forster. Yes. Calling her simpleton. Calling her hostess. 
that she put in deep crap <gasps> with yeah. her stupid shit. Because she kind of compromised uh, Connor, uh, the, the husband and the wife. Yes, she did. She was her companion. Y- there was another thing you absolutely hated, apart yeah. from the... You hated uh, it too. Yeah, the mirror thing. Kind of kitsch. A kind very, of... Very... Uh, very 80s for some reason, I'm thinking. Some things uh, age very badly, and that's one of them. A few things age very well. Oh, people don't know what we're talking about. Oh, my lord. We're talking okay. about a mirror. There is a scene... <laughs> Where uh, Lizzie is thinking about Darcy, right? Yes. And, and he appears in her mirror. And he disappears, like, who wishes? <laughs> kind of uh, not good. Anything no. related to special effects, I think, should be avoided. Yes, uh, for the genre and the time, just In the period it piece, it should be avoided. Because as long as you keep it simple and kind of classic... Do you hear the dogs? Yes. They're making a racket. Should we go check? They're not guard dogs. <laughs> They're yeah. cute as dogs, but perfectly do them here noises. Let's pause and. Uh, Let's not pause if we go k- get killed. Oh, I don't know. Proof. Like, we'll of have... course, the cops here are gonna listen to this and conclude something. We should have taken a weapon with us. Get out. Okay. Yeah, so we're ta- we talked about the mirror thing. Yeah. Uh, there is one <laughs> other thing that is beautiful. Oh. What is? <laughs> what am I talking about? Mrs. Bennett being a fiend. <laughs> Being a coke fiend. <laughs> that sniff was practiced. Snorting all the coke in one go. Because for sure it wasn't in the book. I know for sure. <laughs> it was beautiful. Oh, my smelling salt. Wow. <laughs> it was amazing. It's Seriously. a visual, but anyway. She was, she was, I am sure they know what it is. The sniff. I'm sure if we say the sniffing, they know. <laughs> I like this uh, proposal of Bingley, of course. Of course he Compared to what? No, I don't... To yes, yes, a thousand times yes. It's a, it's a modern thing to be over the top. Yeah. You know. I liked the way she did it. Uh, Jane here, accepting... Yeah. We didn't see her accept his proposal. Oh, talking about the proposal. I loved the way Lizzie entered the drawing room. <gasps> and then he, she said... Uh, she turned around like, Oh, my, excuse me. I'm sorry, I think she said. Like, I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> they were very close. They were standing... Standing I think very less close. than three feet apart. Probably. Oh, my God. You could extend your arm and touch her. Oh, man. Touch her really? shoulder. <gasps> How <Yes>. scandalous. <laughs> no, actually, I, could I have compromised her. <laughs> but I was more scandalized by her barging in. I th- was it an instruction from Mrs. Bennet? She was. It was. Oh. Well, of course. <laughs> I don't know why they obey that fool in the house. <laughs> if we yeah. had a fool like that in the house, I'll just ignore her all the time. Yeah, I think. And maybe, maybe, you know, put a muzzle on her. <laughs> anyway. I loved that during the We're Double Marriage, they did an amazing thing while the priest was talking. By the way, he had such a cute face. Such a fatherly. Cute face. Yeah. <laughs> I would be part of his flock, like, voluntarily. <laughs> I'd go to church. When he was speaking, like, uh, I don't know what they call it, the sermon, or Not whatever. A sermon. What is it then? What do... Anyways, when he was doing the marriage oath. Thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's an oath. Where are we in medieval English? <laughs> an oath. Anyways, when he was speaking the thing before marriage, that yeah. thing you do. <laughs> Uh, the, the camera zooms to different people while he was saying different things. And then when he was talking about marriage, they zoomed into Mr. and Mrs. Bennet, and Mr. Bennet giving like the side eye to Mrs. Bennet. Yeah. And looking a bit sad. Yeah. What have I done with my life? I changed myself to that. Well, you would say that. Yeah. And then it pans to, he says, fornication. And it zooms in Lydia. 
putting her foot and being all floppy and indecent. Again. Do you know, she was covered from neck to ankle. Yeah. But she was indecent. Oh, Lydia can be indecent, even completely covered. This is very strange. It's... I've seen, like, I don't know, you see our modern fashion, crop tops and shorts. They look decent. No. Lydia looked indecent, covered up. All the time. She this is quite in... a feat. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a genius uh, idea. Yeah, it was great. fornication <laughs> on Lydia's face. So, uh, we are done. Yeah, I'm a, I feel a bit sad. I feel I won't like any other adaptation as much as I like Well, please, one. don't be prejudiced. As of now, see, I'm not being prejudiced. Okay. As of now, it's the best. It's my favorite adaptation. And I suspect it will stay the same. We'll see. Next episode, uh, it will be... What are we going to do? The 1981? Uh, yes. Or should we do the movie? What do you think? I think we should do the 1940. The movie? Yes, the movie. Uh, we'll see you in the next, next episode. episode. Let's go, I'm tired. Tired.